This podcast is brought to you in part by Shorewinder, the industry-leading tool for winding residential and commercial springs with a cordless drill. Let us shoulder the burden for you. And check us out at Shorewinder.com. Hey guys, in case you haven't heard, Torch and Talk podcast is hosting Virtual Door Dealer Conference 2021 for dealers by dealers. And, and we're going to have content from business owners in the garage door industry talking about how they became successful, some of the things they do great to help them grow. And we're going to have Mike Rowe as a keynote speaker. Mike McCallowicz, finally figured out how to say that, as well as uh, Waldo Waldman. And we have Brandon Vaughn. All these people are going to be talking about some amazing things, and you won't want to miss it. Check out more information at torsiontalk.com. And to register, you have two choices, VIP or standard. Right now, through March 12th, we have early bird pricing. So make sure you register now. What's up, guys? Ryan here with Torsion Talk Podcast. And if you don't know, now you know. VDDC 21 is where it's at. You got to be there. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. We, uh, we've got some great sponsors. Some of the best in the business will be speaking. And we got some wonderful people who are very passionate about it. In our Facebook group that you can join once you register. Uh, right now, we've got early bird pricing. Save some money. Learn how to grow your business and um, take those days off. You can still knock a few things out. We'll have some breaks, but this is going to be an opportunity for you to engage. It's going to be a lot more social than people think. So make sure you join. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about um, can garage door companies hire salespeople like roofing companies? Let's shake it up a little bit. And actually, this was a topic I was going to have probably next season, but I posted something in one of the group, the Facebook groups for Garage Door Guys about how I hired someone and told the story. It's a really good story, so I'm going to share it with you guys. And it did, like a lot of people liked it, so I figured I would just kind of chat a little bit about where I'm at with this. So about a year ago, we started to shift our business maybe a little over a year and we really wanted to go a different direction we wanted to stop like fighting over the thousand dollar garage doors and really just getting out of the the hustle and bustle of you know where all the other garage door companies are at we wanted to kind of focus on getting higher in the sales funnel and not just being one of the few companies that gets the garage door lead that comes through home advisor or wherever. So this was a pretty fundamental change that we had to make like complete shift from where we were. And it was a little bit scary because I feel like when I know that I pay for a lead, I've got a chance to close it where if I'm shifting to more of like a branding approach and the sales approach, so it feels like more of a gamble to me. So I'm going to break down what we did and how I would never do it different again. So six months ago, well, even longer than six months ago, we put out an ad for someone with design experience. What I mean by design experience is we were specifically looking for 
a man or female with experience in interior design. Someone who was willing to drive around and could throw a tape down, measure an opening, learn track, learn garage doors, but mostly we really wanted them to talk about style. When I was watching one of these shows about like interior design, the interior designer comes in and is the expert about making it look good. And they really take control of the situation, almost like a doctor when he's in his, you know, going into surgery. You know, the patient, <laughs> you're not going to tell the doctor what to do. These interior designers are, are just looking for inspiration, just enough to get the job done, to critique it to your style. And that's what I wanted. I wanted somebody who's going to go to their home and tell them what's going to look best on their house within their budget range. And it worked. Adrian, it worked. I mean, I found uh, Linda, who's absolutely amazing. Uh, trained her for a month or so. And in the last few months, she's taken her average door sale from a little over two grand. I think she averages between five and six grand now. I mean, one month she had 6,500 average door sale. I think one of them was, I don't know, $50,000. So I bumped the price up a good bit. But, I mean... I think this month she's right under five grand. It fluctuates a little bit, but I mean, we doubled consistently our, our average price per ticket on door sales. And I honestly am telling my team, you know, if somebody wants a cheap garage door, fine, just send a service professional out. We'll give them a quote comparing repair versus replacement. If they're in the thousand, fifteen hundred range, two thousand dollar range, sure, it's fine. Service professional. If they want something that looks nice and is willing to invest in their home and upgrade, we're sending Linda. She's not only staying busy, she's slammed. Putting all these on our website, people love them. So when she pulls up in a van that's wrapped with mobile design showroom and presents herself as a design consultant, it's a completely different conversation from every other garage door company that's getting out of their truck with grease all over them, track hanging out of their truck, rack on top. We got the brochures, we got the samples. She's probably got 30 samples in that van. We're going to Mac that van out too. I mean, I'm going to build it out to almost look like a, like you could live in it. So when she came on board and started hitting numbers greater than what we were doing, selling less doors, which was great by me. I mean, if we can get to the point where we're selling the same amount of doors at a five, six grand average. I'm happy with that too, but. I would prefer to work smarter than harder. So we are experiencing projects instead of door sales. 
which was a little bit of a trickle effect because she wasn't able to quote everything on site, resulting in her having to come into the office and spend a lot of time in the office building out quotes. Some of these projects are requiring us to get quotes from multiple manufacturers. We might be getting a specialty wood door from a wood manufacturer, and then they want a glass door in the basement. So we're doing a lot of that, a lot of that. So it's a project. We're selling projects. We're not just, you know, quoting garage doors and going slamming them in. So during this process, uh, we've we've experiencing a lift in phone calls, which not a huge fan of. I'd like to reduce my phone calls, honestly, but I want people to text and email and book online and chat in. That's what I want. But we're, we're getting that thousand phone call threshold and it's too much for one person starting to get a lot of missed calls to our, our agency that's backing us up. So we started interviewing, found a wonderful woman named Heidi. She's from Finland. Uh, English is her second or third language. And I probably didn't do a great job of like really digging deep in the interview process. I think probably one of my biggest downfalls is I find people who fit our culture and have that energy and love for life and positive and hungry to work. And I'm just like, come on, you know, even if they're not even like the best for the role that I'm hiring them for. So in this scenario, it worked out really well. So we're like, I don't know, month and a half, two months in with her training on how to do dispatch. And she's struggling, y'all. Like, and you could tell she's not having fun doing it either. And she's coming to me and she's asking me questions like, you know, hey, what do you think about me just making calls? I'm like, well, that's not really what we need. Like, we need you to answer calls. And she's like, I really feel more comfortable making calls. And we have a commercial and a residential department. But I really wanted her to focus on residential. But in the back of my head, I've always had this idea of calling on like architects, designers, you know, really going after it, being proactive. Y'all, I gave her a goal of 10 grand. We moved her, hired somebody else for the dispatch. I sat her down and I told her the truth. I said, look, you and I both know that what I hired you for is not your strength, but I do believe everyone here loves you and we want you here. And we do think you have skills. So what we're going to do is we're going to change your position. You're going to have to prove a concept that's never been done before here. I'm sure some of you guys have tried this. So we asked her to call interior designers, architects, you name it. High-end, high-end builders. I'm talking people building at least multi-million dollar houses. I gave her a goal the first month, which this is it, February, $10,000. So first of all, I just want to say how difficult it is to build your pipeline and sell 10 grand within 30 days. She closed a $20,000 job within two weeks. 
that same customer spent another five the next week. She probably has a couple hundred thousand dollars in the pipeline already. I've already done a Zoom call with a architect team that's like created a lead, a really good one at that. And she's booking me for lunch and learns and all kinds of stuff. Somer is a European-based garage door opener manufacturer who has recently opened Somer USA out of Charlotte, North Carolina. Serving more than 90 countries worldwide, with our 40 years of experience, Somer produces one of the highest quality openers on the market. Combining German engineering and manufacturing, Somer uses direct drive technology to make their openers and opener accessories durable, long-lasting, quiet, and with the maximum lifting force. Further, Somer has earned both IDA and DASMA certifications by maintaining the quality and innovation standards set in place by national and international garage door associations. Maintaining these standards has allowed Somer to create the most versatile operator on the market, featuring unique optimization and diagnostic tools to make their operator perfect for every job and every customer. For more information on Somer operators, visit somer-usa.com. That's S-O-M-M-E-R-USA.com or contact their Charlotte office at 877-766-6607. Bifolding overhead doors are simply cool. Therefore, if you install one, you too are cool. All kidding aside, Swice makes the best bifold door on the market. So when you have an opportunity to sell a bifold, Check them out first. As a matter of fact, Bifold security doors are hot right now. If you check out their website, Bifold.com, you can see hundreds of ideas on how businesses are using Bifold doors. They have tons of photos on their website. They've supplied doors, Bifold doors, for restaurants, basketball stadiums like Golden One Center in Sacramento, retail stores, and even spectacular homes. These doors are a game changer and a statement piece. If you want a project that will draw attention, sell Schweiss door. Tell them Ryan with Torch Talk Podcast sent you. Visit bifold.com. That's B-I-F-O-L-D.com. We're launching a new location. I've got her calling all the customers to let them know that we're opening a new location in their area. Just to better serve them, be closer. We're going to get involved in the community. And then ask them, you know, hey, since you've hired us, we would love to get your feedback. Leave us a review. So we're trying to build our reputation in the area. So I think about Heidi, and I think about how many people maybe I've let go in the past where I could have tried them somewhere else. I mean, if they love working there, and they fit the culture and they're positive and hardworking, we can find a place, right? Heidi loves what she's doing now. I mean, she was frustrated that first two weeks because, I mean, she was working hard. Telling me she was making over 100 calls a day. I literally had people reach out to me and tell me to tell her to stop. I'm giving her high fives because that's the ultimate compliment for a cold caller. I mean, you want the police coming to tell you to stop or a yes. 
Adrian, what do they call those? When someone files a report for you to stay away? Restraining order. Heidi's probably going to have a restraining order on her before the end of the year. <laughs> uh, so while we were doing that, we were interviewing for someone else. We hired Gia. Now, this is all within like six months. And this is Gia is not the last one either. Gia comes on sharp as a whip. I mean, sharp. She's one of those people you could probably put in charge of your company. And she comes in, learns dispatch in like two weeks. Brie goes on vacation. She takes over like what? Not even an issue. Doesn't even skip a beat. I mean, right now I'm feeling really good about my hiring skills. Although in the past, uh, it would have been the opposite. Then we hire a commercial sales person with almost 30 years experience. What? I mean, if you were to say Ryan draw up the perfect person to sell commercial doors that fits your culture, Scotty's it. Unbelievable. Y'all when you hire the right people, how good it feels. All these the last six months have all been revenue generators. And they got me thinking, we're all revenue generators. So I started like at the end of every month now, I email everybody a goal. My installers have a goal. It may be $500 for a month. But my installers have a goal. Sell keypads, remotes, whatever. Sell something. 350 300 200 Sell something. And we're going to put together a package for new doors. When people buy new doors, they're going to get offered it during the design consultation. They're going to get offered it on the day of install as well by the installer. And if he sells so many of them, uh, we're going to, we're going to give them a reward. Right? I mean, you should. These guys are working their fanny off. At the end of the day, they're going to sit there and talk to the customer and try and talk them into doing something that benefits both of us. Everybody has a goal. Everybody. We're now, we're now all revenue generation focused. And we've seen our, our revenue for the company jump up. Yeah, I'm at, I'm I'm up about 25%, 25-30% in revenue. Almost overnight. W- within within 3 months and consistent. Where before we were a little bit understaffed and I think we tried to share too many responsibilities and what ended up happening was we would have um our guys go out and sell a bunch and then have to do it. <laughs> so that month would be a big month in revenue, but a down month in sales. What you do now in sales is going to be your revenue next month, right? In a lot of cases, especially if it's project-based. So if you sell X amount of dollars this month, you want to be able to maintain that and not tie up the salespeople next month. 
because we have a kind of like dual roles for people and not enough salespeople driving revenue, that was causing us to have the up and the down months and the up and the down months where now we're hitting goal, consistently staying way above where we were. It's because we're not trying to, we're not trying to have too many people in the same spots in multiple spots. And our revenue drivers are revenue drivers and everybody else is a revenue driver too, but they're able to do their jobs and they have low goals. I'm cool with low goals. Give your installers $200 a month goal. And if they hit it, split it with them. Who cares? It's money you wouldn't have gotten. But I'm a big believer in salespeople. And right now we've tested and I wouldn't say it's proven or pretty darn close. I wouldn't be surprised if Heidi's closing 30 to 50 grand a month on average here in the next four or five months. And she's special. So not everybody's going to be able to do that. But if you got the right person in the right place doing the right things, it's a win for everybody. And I could have been embarrassed about hiring her for the wrong position or uncomfortable with having the conversation with her. But I swallowed my pride and I told her my mistake and I told her it wasn't her, it was me. I know what you are thinking. It's not funny. Maybe a little bit. But it's not her. It was me. I hired her for the wrong position. If I would have listened to her carefully, there were the signs were there. She told me that she's really good at making outbound phone calls. But she never told me she wasn't good at you know, taking incoming phone calls. And I didn't even like, I was so excited about having her. I, I honestly didn't even ask her how well she knew the area. She doesn't know the area. I wouldn't be surprised. She still doesn't know how to get to work. No offense to her, but she's just not great with like geographical areas. And that's perfectly fine. We don't need her to do that anymore. But I learned a question I need to ask going forward. And that may seem simple and you know, you guys, I'm sitting here providing information from you and, and telling you that I didn't ask a dispatcher. They know the area. I mean, when you're going fast, anybody can make that mistake. And I'm learning. I'm not perfect. Neither are you. But I'm going to challenge you. I think that we can sell, we can hire salespeople who appreciate the value of what we do instead of having like technicians out there selling. Because here's one thing that I found out. Most tech, most technicians, right? They're penny pinchers. They're savers. You know? Nothing wrong with that. But they're going to sell like they shop. I don't want my people selling like they shop. I want the lady who has the Gucci purse and the Mercedes Benz and the Gucci glasses Go sell like you shop. <laughs> Not the technicians who buy, you know, $20 shoes because they don't care what it looks like as long as they're comfortable. No knock. I'm not knocking. I'm just saying that I would rather have the person who shops big sell big. It's easier for them. They're not thinking five grand's a lot for a garage door. But when you talk to a technician, 
and they're throwing a, a door on their house, try to get them to spend 1500 on a door. Yeah, right. It reminds me one time I uh, worked at a car dealership and I was selling um, pretty inexpensive cars. I mean, for the most part, probably the most expensive car that I sold at this dealership was 25, 30 grand. We just, that was our clientele. I went to a Ford dealership and the first customer I got wanted a brand new expedition, fully loaded. I'd never sold a car that expensive before. The manager gave me payments of like thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars, and I looked at him. I said, "That's more than my house payment." He gave my paper to someone else. Told me to go out there and introduce him. I said, "Wait, man, I'm a veteran. I know how to close." And he looked at me. And he said, you can't sell a car payment for $1,400 if you feel like it's too expensive because you only bought your house for $1,200 a month. I'm going to have him teach you how to do it so next time you know how. And don't ever say that when you come up here again because everyone thinks different. Don't assume that these people don't have a million dollars in cash in the bank and just want to spend it. You never know. So we went out there. He closed them. I split my commission with him. I spent hours with these people too. But it taught me a lesson. Don't sell like you shop. Don't compare what other people are spending to what you spend. So, I know this one's been a little bit different than some of our other podcasts. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I want you guys to be revenue focused. I want you to win. I want you to hire people and put them in the right position, equip them, equip them with the necessary tools to succeed. And if you hire the right people in the right place, doing the right thing, it's going to benefit your business. Now, my biggest complaint about this whole thing is we don't have a CRM system because most dispatch software really starts when the lead comes in, not when the lead is generated or prior when you're trying to prospect. I know in talking to Tommy Mello, he's working on getting HubSpot connected with Service Titan. That, my friends, will change the game because there's all types of automation, drip campaigns, retargeting, and things that you can do through that. And when Tommy and I and some of the other innovative people in the industry have all that figured out, Sales not going to start with leads with your ad campaign. We're going to be calling on those customers before they ever even need it and building relationships with them. They're going to be getting emails from us for years before they need us. It's going to be a game changer. So I encourage you guys to adopt technology, hire the right people, have a sales focused mindset and don't sell like you shop. Don't be cheap. When people are presenting stuff to me and they're cheap, I get frustrated. I'm like, dude, so if I choose this option, does this mean you're going to be our come back out here in a year? Because I don't want you back out here in a year. I'll replace it most likely if it's anywhere in the ballpark. So don't assume everyone shops the same way. 
I hope today was helpful. It was a little bit of a different vibe. It's just the mood I'm in. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you check out Virtual Door Dealer Conference 2021. We need you to register. And if you're listening to this and you're a supplier in the industry and you haven't sponsored already, make sure you do so. We really appreciate everyone's attention to the podcast and the event. Things are going great so far. And I'm dedicated to making this the best event we've ever had in the door industry. Thank you for your support. Make sure you subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Torsion Talk. Take care.